This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This is Emar Tavshin Ayintes. The parsha begins, the Yomar Shema Moshe, Emar Al-Kahan and Aaron. Speak to Aaron, and he should say to his children, Together with privilege comes responsibility, and Moshe was supposed to teach Aaron what rules the Kohanim had. The Kohanim have more Kedusha than the rest of Kali Yisrael. But that comes with responsibility. One of those responsibilities are the nefesh lo yitama ba'amav. They cannot touch a dead body. They cannot come in contact with a dead body. They can't be under the same roof as a dead body because this way they're going to become tummy and they're not going to become tummy. However, for their relatives, to a certain amount of relatives, they are allowed to become tummy. The emo to his mother, the to his father, the no to his son, the and to his daughter, and to his brother, and to his sister who's not married, she was never married, to her, he could become Tame. Now the Gemara in Zvachim has an interesting question. When the Pasuk says, does that mean he could become Tame? Or does that mean he has to become Tame? And the Gemara says, Tanya lo yitama mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to become tummy. Lo ratza mitaman also al karcha. If he says, "Look, I don't want to become tummy," they force him to become tummy. They force him to be involved in the burial of these relatives—his father, his mother, brother, sister, or leolenu, which should not happen, a son or a daughter. A few days ago, I discussed to be in Eretz Yisrael, and I got to see well-known tzaddik of Gamliel Rabinovich. And he asked me, he says, why do they force a Kohen to do this? If a Kohen doesn't want to become Tame, why is he compelled? Why does the Gemara and Zvachim say, on Kuf, on Allah say mitzvah? He has to do it. Why? Why does he have to do it? And he explained that sometimes a Kohen can say to himself as follows, look, since even I was a young boy, I never became Tame. I'm now 70 years old. I never became Tame even once, even by mistake. Now I have to go and become Tame because uh, my father passed away. I have other relatives, they'll bury him. Why is it that I am forced to become Tame? We don't find by regular Yisrael, if his father dies, he has a lachas of sitting Shiva, he has a lachas of an Avel, but we don't force him to go to the burial place. We don't force him to become Tame. Why is it that by a Kohen, whose whole life he's not allowed to become Tame, here he has no option, he must become Tame. And Gamliel explained as follows, with a tremendous insight in the way humans act, and a tremendous lesson that we can all learn from. And he said as follows, people love to do chesed. They love to do kindness. We all want to do kindness. But one of the reasons why we like to do kindness is the compliment that comes afterwards. The feeling of gratitude we get. We do somebody a favor and they're so thankful to us. But sometimes when it comes to our own family, we don't rush to do chesed. Why not? And the answer is because when we do chesed for our own family, we don't get that recognition. We don't get the same thank you. You can read in the paper, some guy was driving down the Garden State Parkway and he sees somebody stuck with a flat tire and it's raining and he pulls over and he helps the stranger and somebody snapped a picture and ends up on the front page of the paper. What a beautiful thing, he helped the stranger. 
What about you come home, and on the driver you see your brother's bike, and you see your brother's bike has a flat. Do you take that tire and go fix it for your brother? And if you do, no one drives by and takes a picture, and it doesn't end up on the front news, front page. Wow, so-and-so helped his brother. Somehow, when it helps a stranger, it's big news. When you help your sibling, nobody cares. And that's why we do chesed for outside our house. We don't rush to do chesed. But Hashem is teaching us that charity starts at home. That chesed starts at home. Chesed starts with your parents and with your siblings. And that is what the Pasuk is telling us over here about Kohanim. Kohanim are the most special people in Klai Yisrael. The highest level of Kedusha. This Kohen may say, I'm so close to Hashem, I never became Tameh. Don't make me become Tameh now. Says the Terran, no, it's very nice. For everyone else, you don't become Tameh. But for your family, for burying your family, there's no such thing as not doing that chesed. For your family, your family comes first. And that's a lesson we are learning from here, from these Kohanim. About 65 years ago, there was a tremendous tzaddik who moved here in the beginning of World War II from Vienna. And his name was Rav Rami Shua Heschel. He was known as the Kapishnitzer Rebbe. And he was a tremendous tzaddik. His heart beat with Ayav Yisrael. He loved Jews. And he would do tremendous chesed. And he did chesed with everybody. People slept at his house. People ate by his house. Strangers, people that he knew, people he didn't know. One day, he got on a train from Brooklyn, and he went to visit a congregant, a misfollow of a shul in Manhattan. This person was a very wealthy person, and a Rami Yeshua Heschel, the Commission Sarevah, came to this guy's office. He walks inside to the waiting room, and there's a receptionist, and she sees this person. She goes, yes, can I help you? She says, please tell your boss that Rabbi Heschel is here to see him. She says, look, my boss is very busy today. Just, just tell him if he can't meet with me, I'll leave. She buzzes in to tell her boss that this rabbi, Rabbi Heschel, is here to see him. He hears this, he can't believe it. He runs out of his office, he goes, Rabbi, what are you doing here? Everything okay? He goes, yes, everything's okay. I'd like to speak to you for a few minutes. Brings him into his office. He says, Rabbi, what's going on? What's... He says, well, I came to ask you for a favor. He says, Rabbi, you traveled from Brooklyn to Manhattan to ask me for a favor? You could have called me. He says, listen here. When I need a favor from you, I have to come to you. He says, Rebbe, I, I would have traveled to Brooklyn. To see. I need a favor from you, I have to come to you. Okay, Rebbe, whatever it is, of course I'll help. What, what do you need? He said, I became aware of a family in our neighborhood, in our community, that is having a lot of problems. One of the children is sick. The father, a few months ago, lost his job. And they have no pranasa, they have no money. And they're struggling just to put food on the table. And they can't even bring their child to the doctor. I came to you, uh, maybe you can help out. He says, Rebbe, of course. Of course, how much should I give? And the Rebbe said, no, no, no. Giving tzedakah is a personal thing. I can't tell you how much you have to give. You give what you think you should give. I'm just telling you, the family is very, very desperate. He says, of course, can I give a check? He says, of course you can give a check. The fellow takes out a check, and he starts to write it. And he says, oh, who should I write it out to? The Rebbe was quiet for a moment. And then the Rebbe looked him in the face and says, write the check out for your brother. And then the fellow got all red. Because he realized he had a brother who lost his job. He had a brother who was struggling at home. And this fellow, who was a big bald stock, he was running around giving stock to everywhere, 
was not taking care of his own brother. And that was the message that the Rebbe wanted to tell this person. Before you run around helping everyone else, charity begins at home. The chesed, the kindness that you have to do to your siblings, to your parents, even though the appreciation is not there. It should be, but it's not. Even though it's not there, those are the ones who deserve your attention first. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.